it. In the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Appreciate uh, Chris Bennett on Twitter letting us know that uh, today, on this day, 34 years ago, the great film Field of Dreams debuted. Field of Dreams. I saw it in the theater, Buck. 34 years ago. So I was 16. I saw it on a date. I had my driver's license, so I went on a date and saw Field of Dreams. And I cried. It's never It's never good. Like, you took a first date to see Wolf of Wall Street and watched well, I didn't know Leo, much about Leo yeah, I snort cocaine out of a girl's rear end. But, yeah. you know... I went to the Field of Dreams on a first date when I was 16 and cried. That's never good. You can't cry in front of a, of a date. But sure somebody, you can. Wanna, hey, Dad, want to have a catch? You know, it just happens. It just happens. You're like, oh, man, Kevin Costner got me again. Speaking of Kevin Costner, this coming upcoming week, Buck, is the week that I'll watch that movie Draft Day like every day. Every day I'll go home. I've never and, seen it. Is Come it on, man. Is, is it good? Serious, you're not going to go and really watch that, are you? When Ke- with Kevin Costner. Is it good? I thought it was like oh, super cheesy. It's <laughs> oh, it's cheesy. It's got some cheese in it. There's, there are good parts to it. What about it Jerry does, Maguire? Well, that's a better movie than Draft Day. Draft Day is, uh, but Ivan Reitman made it. It's got a great cast. Jennifer Garden Garner's in it, and uh, Chadwick Boseman is in. Uh, yes, Draft Day. R.I.P. Yeah, he played uh, one of the one of the draftees. Got a Ohio State defensive player. It's 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 cheesy, but it is kind of. There's good parts if you enjoy the draft behind the scenes stuff. Frank Langella's in it. I mean, it's a good cast, good movie. I'll be watching that every day next week. I'm a draft nerd. You know that, Buck. I'm in. But you're not going to watch that movie every day? Yep, every day. What is this, like Home Alone? What is this Christmas <laughs> yeah. time? Well, it's draft Christmas. I was at the draft last year, so I got to do something to get ready. I'm not going this year. Got to go to Vegas with my kids and have a good time. You can pick it up and head on over to KC. I might watch in it the twice. Cold. I'll watch it twice next. And, you know, it's got Kevin Costner in it. He's in, like, by the way, did you hear the, the report that. Uh, Yellowstone is coming to an end because he can't get along with uh, the guy that created it, Taylor uh, Sheridan. So they're going to just let it let it go, start it back up in another year. Well, I'm not spoiling anything because it hadn't happened yet. But there's a report they're going to kill him off, going to kill off pops. The governor? I stopped watching that show. Yeah, we. I haven't. I didn't finish yeah. this year. The first season and second season were outstanding, and the characters, and it's just kind of gotten um, over the top a bit, a little bit. Did it? Well, I mean, at some point you realize you're watching a soap opera for men. I mean, it's just really what it is. I mean, it's a soap opera. It's no different than like a soap opera on a ranch. It's like secession, but oh, country. Not, it's, kind of, it's kind of built around the mob, mafia movies of the of the past, and uh, but it's on the it's in the Great West, you know, out west in the big sky country. But it's a soap opera. I mean, there's a lot of things you got to suspend belief about and. But, you know, that's what a soap opera does. It keeps you coming back. It leaves, that's you, right. leaves, you, leaves you with cliffhangers. But uh, Kevin Costner does a lot. You know, I, I don't, when I think of best actors of my generation, I don't think of Kevin Costner that much, but he's made a bunch of my favorite movies. The Bull oh, Durham, yeah. The Field of Dreams, and you know, I loved Yellowstone. Gosh, go on and on. But, uh, and Draft Day, baby. Draft Day. Dances with Wolves. Come on now. That wasn't one of my favorites. Did you, not, you did not like that? Didn't love it. This is Godfather on a ranch. <laughs> yeah, Godfather on a ranch. God, yeah. Well, God, but done in a much, much less. I, look, I love Taylor Sheridan too. I think he's a he's a really smart guy. He tapped into a 
a market that was wide open and really and that became the number one show in television. But it's hard to keep those things going. What about Lloyd? Is he will he be gone now? Lloyd, Lloyd's still there, the cowboy. Yeah, old the Lloyd on the black Lloyd. Black Lloyd, that's who I am. That's right. Well, if you shaved your, your beard off and just kept the handlebar mustache, you would be the Black Lloyd. <laughs> Bow-legged Black Lloyd. But remember, in one of the, what was it, season two or three, when old Lloyd was getting with the young blonde? There you Lloyd go. can still bring it. Remember the barrel racer girl thing deal that ended up oh, with, yeah. with uh, Ryan Bingham? Oh, yeah. Hey, now. Uh, Buck is the Black Lloyd. <laughs> this is Vontae Mack or nobody. Yeah, Vontae Mack was the... Uh, one of the it was the Chadwick Boseman character in Draft Day, which I'll watch a couple times next week ahead of the actual draft. Our next guest needs to get some rest, but I don't know that he's going to get much. He was up till uh, the wee hours of the morning, um, finishing up and been beginning to done with his draft guide. He is our man John Harris from the Houston Texans dot com, Houston Texans Radio Network, and he's got that draft guide done. Johnny, how are you? How much sleep have you gotten in the last week or so? Uh. Done. The last couple nights, probably about four or five combined. Wow. But uh, you know, doing doing what doing uh, the good Lord's work. Apparently, um, hopefully that's the case. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh... Oh no, phone issues. Let's call him. I have it from him. So let's call. Let's let's hang up on Johnny and call him back. We'll call him back. Uh, get a better cell. It's been crappy since we picked him up. But just hang up and call him back. It sounds like he's on the on the highway, the freeway there. Yeah, but hopefully, but you get a better connection sometimes, right? I mean, you just do that if you reboot it. Sure, you do. You, you Down do. in Houston, of course you do. Yeah, we'll call John. There's John calling us back, so let's see if we can get it. Johnny, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Sorry, guys. All right, much there you better, go. Much that. better. Much better. Hey, uh, so how much sleep have you gotten? You were talking about your draft guide, which is out. It's 230-some pages of uh, evaluations of every player that, that might, will likely or could be drafted coming up over the this coming weekend. Uh, that, that's a, an exhaustive process. I know that. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, it's, um, yeah I don't want to be well-actually guy, but it's, it's 289, so I mean, I, I felt pretty good about it. But, you know, it's funny when you put it all together and, then you're like, okay, put it all together, and you got to edit it, and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's so many spots for mistakes. So, anyways, I was probably up till 2, two-ish last night, and then I had to get up to do a speech this morning. So, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a labor of love, footballtakeover.com. That's my website. Um, but it's got everything, you know, hopefully you need for the draft. I think the one – there are two things that I did in there that are probably different from everybody else. I did every NFL team's needs and prospects to watch – for each team, kind of assessed each position and unit on each team. Uh, and then I did kind of a quick look at the top 32 prospects for 2024. It's not set in stone. Uh, I've been working on that for a little bit. So uh, it's got a little bit of different in there for you. But the big thing, it's free. I'm not charging you $9.99 or anything. We just want you to you know come enjoy uh, what's there, download it, put it on your phone, have it ready for the draft, and, um, and you can hopefully get a little nugget or two uh, of your favorite player, your favorite team, or whatever prospect goes to your favorite team. So right. I appreciate you boys for uh, letting me do that. All right, Johnny, then who will be the number one pick in this year's draft? In I think your- it's pretty easy at this point, but I think it's Bryce Young. And I know, like, all the odds are pointing that direction. I just, my, my stomach kind of just went in knots. I was on the air live that day that the Bears traded the pick to Carolina. Yep. And I just thought, man, I wanted to believe it was for C.J. Stroud, but I just kind of knew in the back of my mind, like, nah, you go, you go up with a guy that's different. And, I mean, Bryce is different for different reasons, 
Um, and you're trading up for a guy that's five, ten, and eight, but you're also trading for that mind. You're trading for what's upstairs um, and how quick of a processor he is and what a competitor he is. And people in Austin should know that game is dead to rights. Texas is absolutely eating Bill O'Brien's lunch. And Bryce Young saved him. He saved did. him. And he, he did. did that many times. Yeah, I was so the... Bryce Young, to me, is that guy. He is that guy. The processing, the accuracy, and... Uh... You know, just different. And you were, in addition to on the air when the trade went down, you were also on the sidelines calling the game on the with the net, network when the Texans won that game in Indianapolis, Week 18. That you know they coughed up the pick. I mean, that was for all Texans fan. It was like the most depressing thing ever to to see the Bears lose and you win on a hail mary and a two point conversion. And now here you are without the ability to draft the. I just saw in your draft guide, John, you have Bryce number one, number one prospect. Everybody does. That's that's disheartening that the, the Texans cough that up in the final week of the regular season. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was man. Thanks, Aaron. I needed that really that kick to the junk on no sleep. But yeah, it was. <laughs> well, I know it was, it was a really it was a surreal day because here we are in Indianapolis, a place where we have won so infrequently, and for the really the first time all year. We're doing things right. And I'm like, what? And, you know, then there's a pick six, and we're like, okay, you know, may, wow, okay. And then it comes down to two fourth down. I mean, it's just like, and I don't and I don't fault Lovey Smith at all for going to win. I don't fault the players for going, you know, going to win. You compete. You got to you gotta go win. And I just remember thinking, look, it's fine because you'll get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I have them ranked fairly closely to one another. Um, it like you'll get one of them, um, but I think as it's really gotten closer, I think the Texans kind of see it as of those two they really like Bryce, and I don't know that they're really in love with any other quarterback. Now there's been a lot of smoke around Will Levis, but I don't know whether that's media-driven smoke or just um, you know that that's true. Now I can understand why NFL teams uh, like him, and I understand why teams think they could do stuff with him. But there were NFL teams that loved Jake Locker, too. Um, there were NFL teams that loved Jamarcus Russell. Um, there were NFL teams that loved Matt Liner. You know, all these guys that, you know, had some sort of upside. Uh, maybe Liner didn't have quite that. But, you know, guys that had all this upside, and you get, in, you know, entranced with it, and you're like, oh, yeah. Um, and then you realize, wait, this guy's not, he's not a good quarterback, <laughs> the position he plays. And I think that's a, that's a different thing. So, you know, I if it's me, and look, I, I don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff. I don't know um, a lot of things that go on, not in the interviews and things like that. I, I really like C.J. Stroud, but I, I can understand and I see because I had hesitations about it too, about I can, I can see why Stroud might not be some team's guy, including the Texans. So I can see that about Levis not being a lot of team's guys just because he's not great at football. I can see Anthony Richardson not being some team's guys because – a team's got to start a quarterback right away, and I think Richardson is probably, although he's got the highest ceiling, I think his floor is probably the lowest too. So I don't know if he's quite the guy you want because you might have to wait midseason or late in the season, and if you're drafting that high to get Anthony Richardson, you're probably not a good football team as it is. So, yeah. you know, it's just a, it's an interesting spot to be in and what they're going to do, but that Week 18 game, boy, Ugh. Looking, looking back, I mean, I tried, I tried to ignore it. I tried, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna not celebrate a win over the Colts in Indianapolis. 
But I knew full well, and we all knew full well what had just happened. Um, and so tried to ignore it, tried to get beyond it. And all I hope is that whoever the Panthers take at one is not very good, and whatever player we take at two ends up being a Hall of Famer, and then we can go back and celebrate 2022's win over the Colts and Indy. Yeah. Now, John, is this, I mean, you know, throughout the year, I mean, as this got closer and closer to, to the draft to the draft itself, I mean, C.J. Stroud and, and Bryce Young, I mean, it was – it was almost like, okay, if you don't get one, the other one ain't bad. I mean, I know you talk about the mental part of it and, and, and that, that part with C.J. Stroud, but I'm thinking if the Texans took C.J. Stroud, that, that, it's not like it's a no-brainer, but if you're, if you're not sure, but it wasn't that way you know, a month or two ago. It was like, it was like yeah, this guy's pretty daggum good. If we got either one of these guys, we're, this is the deal. This is what we're looking for in our quarterback. But now, now when you get a brand new head coach that's a defensive coach, and you've got these other guys looking at you, and you're not now all of a sudden you're not quite sure if you don't get the first guy. I mean, as you said, that game would have given you the first guy. You'd have got who you really, really wanted, and it was one of the two quarterbacks, obviously. But what's so bad about the second guy at quarterback? I mean, are they that far apart? Do you believe? I mean, I think maybe in te- in some teams' eyes, yes, but I think that's. I think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, common sense. I mean, Buck, you just laid out. It's common sense, right? C.J. Yes. Stroud is damn good. I will say that one thing. Even though D'Amico is a defensive head coach, I don't think that he's going to be pulling guys to the defense just so the defense looks good. I don't think that. I think the fact that it's defensive guys is just the fact that it's not a quarterback that they absolutely love right. and adore and number two, now, Thursday night could come and they could take C.J. Stroud and then we could learn it's all smokescreen, and then we'd go right back to your common sense, Bucky, which is this dude can throw it anywhere and maybe the best natural thrower of everybody uh, in this draft class. And look what he did to Jordan. And we can go back and look at all that, that common sense. And here's the thing that's funny about this, is that the Texans, how much have you heard the Texans say? Nothing. You, didn't hear, you haven't heard the right. go. Or Nick come out and say, here's what we're doing it too. Or we like this guy. You know, you, you have not, nothing comes out of our building. So whatever you hear kind of uh, is really just guessing and trying to connect the dots. And it's kind of where I am now because they don't tell me jack squat, which is probably the smart thing to do because I talk a lot on the radio. Don't tell me anything. But I, I'd rather not know. My gut tells me that that Levis has always been their guy, like dating back to the spring, like that he would be our guy. I don't know what told me that, just kind of got a feel for it. Um, I think Stroud would make sweet music for the Houston Texans. Absolutely. But I think some of the things that the Texans value, maybe they don't see in him. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to come to grips with it, but myself, like we need quarterback. Is this the way to do it? And, so we'll see. And maybe they get a quarterback a different way. And I, maybe it's trading for Trey Lance. Um, I don't think they would ever get in the market for Lamar Jackson, but you know, I guess crazier things have happened. So um, I, it's, they've got to have somebody play quarterback. And I know there's been a thought of a new quarterback coming into play, and I don't think the new quarterback was Case Keenum. So I think right. at that point they're going to find a quarterback somewhere. It's just a matter of, is it at two? If you don't love him at two, do you like a guy at 12? And if you don't like a guy at 12 either or they're all gone, 
do you trade 33 to go get Trey Lance and see what he's got if you can get the 49ers uh, on board to make that trade? I'll tell you this. If there is no trade and we go to the number two pick, draft party, Miller Outdoor Theater here in Houston, and it's a non-quarterback mentioned, all of a sudden panic is going to set in at that draft party. And it's going to be – I'm bracing for it. I know this, though. If they draft Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson or whomever, that player will make the Texans a lot better on defense. A lot better. It's just not a quarterback that makes your whole entire organization – that much better. Yeah, the face. Uh, be honest, when you were coming on, John, I was talking about the movie Draft Day. Nobody went to CJ's birthday. Is that the deal? Nobody went to the to the quarterback's birthday party, uh, and they frowned on him. Uh, I don't know, something out of Hollywood. It does seem odd. Uh, John, let's talk a little bit, because uh, we'll run out of time if we don't, about the uh, the Texans. I know through your draft guard, I can't wait, or the Longhorns, I should say Texans, the Texas players. Obviously, Bijan is the talk of the draft. Uh, of where he's going to land. Outside of the quarterback discussion, it's it's where Bijan goes. It's the question here in Austin. Uh, you know, the Longhorns are going to have their first offensive player drafted in the first round since Vince Young. Uh, where do you think he goes? Any idea how how early or how late? Well, I'll tell you this: he's number two in my Harris two hundred. Um, he is right behind Bryce Young as far as I see it. I think he's tremendous. And it was funny. I was talking to um, a Texan scout. Uh, not this spring, last spring, spring of 22. But, uh, yeah. No, even before that, spring of 21. And I said, I said, uh, he said he has been to Austin. I was like, oh, you got Texas? And yeah. And he, I said, you got any players? And he goes, nope, not until number five comes to the league. <laughs> I thought, okay, yeah. So um, now, where he goes and the valuation of running backs, and, and that's the thing. And you guys know this as much as I do. I've tried to sell people on this and tell people this. Just because RB is next to his name doesn't mean that he can't come into the league and catch 60 passes as a rookie, along with running for 1,200 yards. That's how good he is. And it's also created a lot of conversation here in Houston. You need ball carriers. You need guys that get the ball in their hands and know what they're doing. Yeah, but you have Damian Pierce, you running back. And I go back to this. I don't care what position the guy plays. You just need more guys like him. And so they're – I've given a lot of thought whether I would take B. John Robinson at 12. Um, and then I've thought, is he going to get to 12? Does he get beyond Philly at 10? And then I just think teams are going to get in this, oh, man, there's a run corners, and we need a corner. we got to move up. Oh, tackles. And all of a sudden, B. John's going to fall somewhere. Um, and, and it got so mysterious because I would take him at 12, trade down to 17, and grab, he would fit really well with the Texans. But I think he would fit really well in a lot of places. And Philly makes the most sense. Philly is the team that's right now ready to win a championship. They lost Miles Sanders. They did add Rashad Penny. But you put B. John Robinson with Jalen Hurts, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, like, shut it down. <laughs> shut so, it down. Yeah. Philadelphia makes a lot of sense at 10. I, I mean, that would be really hard to turn away from. The place I have him going is Detroit. Detroit lost uh, Jamal Williams. They've got DeAndre Swift, who I know they like, but – they're kind of waiting for him to, to explode. Detroit's got two picks, 6-18. and 18. I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit takes it and just says, stop this offense. And I don't know that you could if you added him to Mont- uh, Alon Ross St. Brown, Jared Goff, the way he's playing. Uh, they can drop the tight end, that, that whatever pick they don't take. Bijan, you have Bijan to DeAndre Swift. I mean, my goodness. That, that offense goes to a completely different level. One of the top five offense lines in the league. 
that offense would be nearly unstoppable if you had a Bijan to the Lions too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but and, and that's nice. But and if if they screw that up and don't take him, and Philly gets him, that's not good for the NFL for a, for a couple of years. <laughs> period, because that that just that doesn't just make their division scare. The whole NFL is scared now if Bijan's in there with Jalen Hurts and the and the rest of the guys that they have on offense oh. in that offensive line. Oh come on! I saw I saw a video popped up yesterday online. And it showed Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College, who is lightning in a bottle. I mean, that dude is super slick, so quick. And they showed him, hey, this is Zay Flowers working out with Patrick Mahomes down at TCU. And I'm like, no, please, God, no, don't. Zay Flowers ends up with the Chiefs with Kadarius Tony and Travis Kelsey, and there won't be a there won't be an incompletion. Like, please, no. So there are certain spots. You don't want players to go. Right. And you're right, Bijan to Philly, I, I don't want that. And I don't want Zay Flowers going to Kansas City either. I was like, Andy Reid, just take a tackle. You guys need a tackle. Just take a yes. tackle. I can live with that. I do not want Patrick Mahomes with more weapons in Kansas City. Just please stop that madness. Hey, uh, John Harris, Houston, Texas Radio Network, Jay Harris Football on Twitter. And uh, what's the website, again, John, for folks to find the draft guide to, and you know, look at ahead of the draft? And then on draft night, when your, player, when your team drafts somebody, you'll have John's evaluation of that player. Uh, where can, what's the website? It's footballtakeover.com. Hopefully pretty simple. Footballtakeover.com. And there, it's just me, so I could have called it johnharris.com. But my hope is I can turn this into the business that I want and bring in people to help, to sell, to sponsor, to invest, and all that kind of stuff. Um, some good young writers and do all that down the road. That's kind of my plan. So footballtakeover.com, you know, come be part of the team. Just And it's free. I'm not charging you $19.99. I've seen some people put theirs out there. I eventually will charge, but I just figured, you know what, it's free. I'm doing this because I love the people and I love you guys. So I thought that was a pretty fair deal. My love for a draft guide, I think that's pretty good. Love it. Love it, John. Uh, real quick, John, because we're out of time, but uh, Roshan Johnson, the other Longhorns, what do you think uh, day two, day three? What do you think about Rojo? Yeah, I think he is uh, – I think he's right at the back end of day two. I just think there's just love about him. Real quick, senior bowl, day one, they do one-on-one running back, linebacker, blitz, pickup drills. And – I've seen running backs just get in there, just whiff. Like, I mean, it's, it, I mean, like, why are you even doing a drill? Never blocked anybody in your life. Roshan Johnson, four straight reps, just ah, 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 just stone linebackers, and I'm writing every one of them down. I'm like, I've never seen that at the Senior Bowl, <laughs> and I think that's why Roshan hits with teams because he does all the little things really well and has the 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 backup singer, if you will. To, to B. John Robinson, he never complained. He never was an issue. He always just did his work as best that he possibly could. And I will never, ever hold it against him that he went to PNG, who knocked me out of the playoffs uh, back in 1989. So I won't hold that against him. But Roshan Johnson would be the perfect Texan, the perfect one. And I know we're at 104. We might have to move up back in the back end of day two to go get him. But that's, I think, the respect that he has around the league. I don't even know if he gets in the 80s or 90 range, uh, but I think he is a really special player. Whether you think about him as a you know, running back, receiver, whatever, he's everything. And when he comes in year one, he'll be special teams. He'll be your third down back. He'll be your, your blitz pickup guy. He'll be the guy that, that starts when your starter is maybe banged up. And then he'll grow into a guy I think that's going to be around his league for a long, long time. Love that. Love that. All right, Johnny, appreciate it. Can't wait to see the draft guide. Footballtakeover.com. Jay Harris Football on Twitter and all the coverage next week with the Texans and HoustonTexans.com. Thank you, John. Try to get some rest, man.
Yeah, appreciate you boys going to do that this weekend and get ready for Thursday night. Thank you all very much for having me on. John Harris, Jay Harris Football, uh, Football Takeover. Yeah, that's a, a good draft guide. Obviously, he works for the Texans, but he says they don't share much with him, but he tries to glean what he can. And yes, nobody went to CJ's birthday party. You haven't seen the movie Draft Day, Buck, but that becomes. I, don't I did. I know it. about the quarterback. No, we movie. don't go to see him. They were going to take the hotshot kid out of Wisconsin. Sure, but nobody then, liked him enough to go to his birthday party. No one liked him. Nobody liked him. Why did I don't? I, 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 I just don't get this. I don't get this with this. I mean, I know. I, I like this. I like CJ Stroud more this year than I've ever liked him when I saw I him play. Uh, you know, me. I was on Stroud as my favorite thrower of the football, but again, it's a total package thing, I guess. And I think John said it right. If the Texans aren't in love with him, don't get married to someone you're not in love with. I mean, that's going to lead it's to problems. True. It just is. And you know, th- there are other teams that are in love with him, so they'll probably draft him. And obviously, history will tell. Who made the mistakes? And if you know the history of the Texans, they're probably the ones making yeah, the mistakes. They're They're not going to take them. Their history tells you they screw this thing up all the time, and that Bryce Young will be a Hall of Famer, and they've screwed it up nine ways to Sunday again. I know. I mean, you can you can go on quarterbacks and say, well, only one of four or five of them ever really really make it. But you can also maybe this is the time. I mean, this this kid looks like a pretty pretty good well, look, football you player. You got to put a good team around him. There's no doubt about that. Every right. quarterback needs needs weapons and people around him. But uh, the NFL has the best around all it, of them. It's the breast. It's the uh, you know, CJ's got the, you know, excuse me. Bryce Young has the it factor, right? He's got the 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 total package outside of size, and um, you know, CJ obviously has something that the Texans don't like. And if it's his agent, that's a shame because uh, yeah, that that really doesn't make Deshaun Watson. It's got to be more had than the same just agent, that. and maybe there's a sour relationship between the two sides. I don't know. But the Texans can make that kind of mistake. Oh gosh, <laughs> and have <laughs> over and over. We'll be back. Be any on the horn. Bucky and Aaron. What is that song? There we go, Ty. Nice job, Ty, bringing us back on a Friday. Appreciate John Harris. <laughs> he's still he's still passing that to the left hand side. I see. Pass it to the left hand side. That was yesterday, but you still obviously still on. You don't need a special day, huh? Don't need a special day. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been a special day for us, though. We've had uh, John Harris. We had uh, Bobby Burton talking to Texas football. Also, Craig Flowers with us. The Austin Derby tomorrow on his show, The High Ground. Uh, one of a kind. you got to tune in between 10 and 11. I promise you've never heard anything like it. Uh, but also, look who has joined us in our studio. We're excited about this. Now, in two weeks, Buck, from today is your golf tournament, the 22nd playing of the Mullet Open uh, out at uh, Hyatt Lost Pines and the, the Lost Pines Club. But on that same day... There is a tournament at Avery Ranch Club here in town, North Austin, up there off Palmer. And there's another great tournament that uh, we wanted to let you know about. If you can't get into the Mullet Open because it's been sold out for months, uh, the John Lockhart Foundation is hosting a tournament at Avery Ranch, the third annual. And Collins Johnson is in here with us uh, to tell you about it and what it means, why it's special to him. And James Klingman is on the board with the John Lockhart Foundation. Collins, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Appreciate you doing this. Yeah, now, thanks this for coming is, in, guys. This is if there's a golf tournament. I know Bucky's is near and dear to his heart, but this one, John Lockhart was your best friend. That's correct. And passed away after a short battle with cancer uh, in 2020. And uh, this is a way to give back and, and help him have the legacy that he wanted on his closing in his closing hours. Uh, well said. Yeah, this was uh, John's one amongst one of his last wishes was to create a, a mechanism to continue to give back to a community that he loved and that was so good to him. And so we're just honored to be able to carry on his legacy. Uh, the John Lockhart Foundation. James, uh, you're on the board. What, what else, do, outside of the golf tournament, which we want people to be a part of, what is the John Lockhart Foundation and what are the goals? Yeah, so our goals here are to help uh, you know <clears throat> children around the Austin community. It's super important to us. It's super important to the board. Um, that was John's mission. Um, 
right now we're, we're representing the Center of Child Protection that uh, I'll have Collins talk a little bit about, about more. But we're going to spread our awareness um, throughout our communities, and we're also going to um, you know, spread awareness of colon cancer and, and, and what John had specifically. So um, we're looking forward to it. Before we and do guys, that. I just got through with my uh, colonoscopy, colonoscopy two weeks ago. Good. And my good. second time around. Good. Yeah, yeah, knowledge is power. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, before we get in too far with what the mission is, tell us about John Lockhart. I know he was the uh, formed the band Suede and was a lo- beloved musician here in town, but uh, also very philanthropic. Uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, the easiest thing to, to say about John is he was just a good human being. But uh, one of the best guitarists I've ever met, and I know we all know a lot of them, and just an incredible musician, uh, made his mark in the music scene, and, and not just in this community, but even on a national level in a big way. And uh, was just a, a, a genius of a, of a person uh, and a genius of a musician. Um, he also served as a, uh, a rep for Austin Title in the title business and, uh, you know, turned out to just be, you know, a consummate professional and, and an extraordinary businessman to boot. So um, we're just proud. I'm proud of my friendship with him. He changed my life in a lot of meaningful ways, and uh, it just means a lot, and we really appreciate you guys letting us come on. And Well, when you do things for kids, that's, I mean, I can't get any more important than that. That's how you change the future. Absolutely. you got to reach the youth. Got to. It's interesting in uh, reading about John Lockhart. Uh, you know, was a wonderful musician, but uh, was did the music at the Gateway Church, and so he was singing in the church and playing in the church, and that led to the band Swayed and all that's the correct. success. And so obviously, it was based in faith and based in uh, you know, and that's the stuff where we say you know, f f cancer. Of course, I mean, yep. all of a sudden, he's prime of his life, and um, you said it was a rare form of, of colon cancer for John. Yeah, he had a rare mutation called BRAF, and and, uh, with this foundation, we intend to try to support some research and development in that as well, but uh, it was just a uh, fast-growing cancer. It was a rare mutation that really just, you know, it needs more research because it doesn't have a, a very good success rate in healing. That's terrible. And uh, that was only a couple of short years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and you were with him as he passed, and now putting this tournament on third annual, and it's at Avery Ranch. It's on uh, two Fridays from now, and Avery Ranch is a great golf course out there in northwest Austin. We're talking uh, scramble, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it could last the whole day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> how can folks uh, find out more, and how can they be a part of this event? The, uh, the website, by the way, johnlockhartfoundation.com. JohnLockhartFoundation.com. You learn more about the the cause itself, who John Lockhart was, and of course the event, the the, the uh, third annual golf tournament, May the fifth. That's right. Yeah. So JohnLockhartFoundation.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, James helps uh, spearhead our social media side of that. So uh, website looks great, by the way. Thank yeah, you. That's our newest version. Like really that. good. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's our newest version. I just rolled that one out this week and and kind of updated the, you know, got out of the old one that we that we kind of got up quick and a hard time. And so uh, please come check out our new website and you'll watch it. It's going to evolve a little bit over the next uh, month or so as well. Supporting local children in need. Boy, we've worked before with the Center for Child Protection on many occasions. Yep. They have the the NFL alumni Austin chapter work closely with them, and that's. Talk about people that are doing uh, God's work with children. That is it. That's right. Next time y'all go to the Center for Child Protection campus, you're going to see a new feature there that we're in the backside of finishing, which is the John Lockhart stage. We've built them a stage in in the center of their campus for their kids. They do a really cool theatrical performance uh, every year. And, of course, they'll use this stage for a multitude of other things, including 
award ceremony. We're going to bring a little music to this Young stage musicians there. That's maybe. right. So it's called the John Lockhart Stage. We've put it in the center of their campus in a beautiful spot, focal point, and we're literally just days away from fin- putting the finishing touches on that. And uh, still teams available for the event in two weeks? We do still have a few teams available. You need to act quick. We're, they're selling out fast. And we've still got a few sponsorships available. Go to our website, uh, click on the event uh, section, and then you'll be able to follow that site to a registration page. It'll show you what's still available. This is just going to be a fun event. So we're, we're hoping we can get everybody What are the out. times on it? Yeah, for folks who are listening, thinking about it, I'd love to do that. I can't get into Bucky's tournament because it's too full. What else? Because uh, he sold out. He sold out. Sold out. Uh, but uh, how, uh, how, what, what time of day and how will it will play out on that Friday? Well, we're going to do a shotgun start at 1 o'clock, but registration is going to start at 1130. It's going to include box lunches. It's going to include some live mariachi music. And... Uh, and then coming off the course, we're going to have live music from Brian Lee, and we're going to have a fajita dinner. We've got a great auction set up, a lot of sports and music memorabilia signed and autographed items get from guitars to, to sports stuff. And uh, we got some uh, raffle tickets where we're giving away some custom firearms that are going to be engraved with the foundation and a few other things. So it's just going to be a, a ball. Collins Johnson and James Klingsman, Klingsman in the house from the uh, John Lockhart Foundation. Obviously a great cause, helping kids in Austin, Texas in the in the name of John. Uh, it is a really, really cool cause. And great to meet you guys. And uh, sorry that the tournaments cross paths this year, but that's not always the case. The mullet open moves around. Well, we're going yeah, sure, we're, we're to we're we're make sure that, that happens. Graduation, that's what we try to do. <laughs> yeah, well, year. next year for sure, hopefully this goes great and we get a bunch of people signed up because we know we've got a lot, a lot of golfers and hackers that like to get out there and have fun and support a great cause. Uh, and and then next year we'll make sure that they don't. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do a better job at that next year. Oh, we'll do that. That's yeah. easy enough. And by the way, we like hackers. Come on out. We don't, <laughs> you don't have to be great to come have a good time and play. We can take a few from my group, yeah. then, that's for sure. <laughs> guys, appreciate it very, very much. Thank you, guys, for being Quick here. Quick time out. We'll come back, uh, reset our top stories, and get you sent up for uh, light the tower coming your way. It's Benny on the horn. Ooh, baby, I love your way. It's day. Bucky and Aaron. Coming up on Light the Tower, it's uh, just Craig and Colonel Cam today. Chef Howe going to take the three-day weekend. Got stuff to get done. But uh, big show, though. Big show with Craig and uh, and Cameron. It will be Gene Watson in the 11 o'clock hour, the director of assistant GM. Talk Rangers and Astros, the Max Scherzer situation. How about this out of baseball, too, Buck? If uh, There's a big, big conversation now going on that if the Angels fall out of contention, because the Angels always fall out of contention, uh, but by the All-Star break, would you, Shohei Otani, could they trade Shohei, who's going to be a free agent when the season is up? Yankees. Pins and stripes. Dodgers. Yes. They said there was 0% chance that they trade him. I know. They say that now. Yeah. Because it's only they, April. Yeah. So they're 25 games out. Can't yeah. do anything. Now, Rangers are going to. Rangers are the only team in the division over 500 right now, and they're going to play the A's this weekend. A's are 3-14. and 14. How do we ever win three is the question in Oakland. They're leaving for Vegas as soon as they can. But uh, Rangers have a chance to get fat on that team coming up. Astros have to play the Braves tonight, and the Braves are going to start the lifetime Lawhorn Bryce Elder against Houston this evening. That should be fun in Atlanta. It's a rematch of the 2021 World Championship, of course, that the Braves won, beat the Astros in that series. So that'll be good. you got UT baseball this weekend, Oklahoma the opponent. Uh, all weekend long, and uh, remember, get out there tomorrow early. The game starts at 2.30. It's 7 o'clock tonight with Lucas Gordon. It's 2.30 tomorrow against the Sooners, so it's a rivalry game, and it's the Taylor Youngman jersey retirement game. Number 26 will be forever immortalized and never worn again by a Longhorn baseball player. By the way, for you college baseball fans, also with Craig today, Kendall Rogers 
D1Baseball.com. He is the chief over there and does a great job. You want to get some high-level college baseball chatter, Kendall will bring that along with Craig here coming up. That says he's going to the Dodgers, Buck. Dodgers for Shohei. Padres. Padres. How many can then they afford? He's yeah, got, them and the Dodgers. Boy. What else do they have to have? He's got his boy Hugh Darvish on the Padres, though. Well, I mean, Hugh Darvish is a global sensation wherever he goes. Because somebody was talking about how you know Hugh Darvish to the Yankees or Dodgers would be a boon for baseball. Yo, Shohei I mean, anywhere is a boon. That yeah. guy's ridiculous how good he is. He just needs to be playing in playoff games, so trade him to the Astros. No, they always make the playoffs. <laughs> they're always in it. I mean, they're either in the World Series or in the ALCS every year for six years. So, but yes, I mean, because who doesn't want to see Shohei Otani in high leverage? That's why that World Baseball Classic was so tremendous. You got to see him against Mike Trout pitching and then see him at bat. I mean, the guy's just such a phenomenon. Do you think if Shohei Otani was an American, he would be the most well-known athlete in America and maybe the world? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, baseball's fallen behind the NFL and... But, you know, I think he, on a global scale, he's one of the most well-known athletes right now. But, yes, if he played in New York or played in big playoff games. I'm saying just like if he was like a born, like we knew like we knew about him, like sure, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Oh, for know? sure. Well, yeah, I mean, he would have grown up with him. Yeah, he'd be, you know, the current development system in American baseball would never allow a kid to pitch and hit and develop him properly. That would never happen. Be a specialist. Yeah. Got to specialize in your sport early. But, uh, you know, he's, he's a once-a-century type of player. I mean, since Babe Ruth, we've not seen somebody do what he does, which is unbelievable. You got some breaking basketball news I saw this morning just now where Gonzaga has landed uh, Creighton guard Ryan Nemhart through the portal. Of course, his brother played at Gonzaga when they won, played for the oh, national championship. Nemhart, come on. Yep, he's Could going come from here. Creighton to... Well, Longhorn's still hoping on the kid on Oral Roberts. They feel pretty good about uh, the kid that was in yesterday, the four-year starter and conference player of the year. Uh, but yes, so a lot, lot of stuff happening. Craig will keep you posted. It goes with Chad and Zay through the midday. And uh, of course, Arjun Rod this afternoon with Patrick and Ball Don't Lie. It's a part of a busy Friday. Texas baseball tonight and all weekend. Remember tomorrow, Buck, our Saturday morning cartoon lineup playing through Big Ugly Tailgate. And then Craig Flowers has the Austin Derby. Yes, with, sir. With my horse Nunley as the favorite, I think, <laughs> right now. Coming through the hole there. That'll be fun tomorrow morning. That's 10 to 11. Then it's Rodney with Revved Up ATX and uh, TC Speaks ahead of Texas Baseball. You on the board tomorrow morning, Ty? I will be. All right. Well, Ty will be there as well. I would say get some rest, but you won't. I kind of call you like the, you know, you go to a kid's nursery and there's the monitor. You're kind of the Saturday morning <laughs> monitor. Yeah. You got to keep them in line sometimes. Have a wonderful weekend. See if you missed guys. any of our guests and conversation, they're all po- posted and at our website at hornfm.com. Have a great weekend. We'll, we'll talk Monday.